Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Blue Oyster Cult with Baxter Nagel and Rock 102. going to be not too bad today. Sunny and a high of 67. Uh, cloudy tomorrow with a high of 72. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Listen, I know he spread syphilis throughout the new world. I know he wasn't uh, <laughs> particularly kind to indigenous peoples. But Scott Cohen will be here after 7 o'clock. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I also want to thank Christopher Columbus for giving us a day off yesterday. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, Put that to good use. I read a whole thing about that uh, the other day. It was the Catholics' fault. It's the Knights of Columbus. Well, they put him up to it. Because they needed a hero, so they used him. <laughs> Listen, there's a couple other heroes in Catholicism I would have turned to first. Yeah. But, nevertheless, we got a day off. That's right. And today is Tuesday. It's our Monday. So, loads coming up today. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Yeah. It's 535. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots. Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock. It's 549. And Aerosmith with Baxton Nagel on Rock 102. Partly cloudy today with a high of 67. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 72. It is 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Kevin Bacon and Kara Sedgwick lost most of their money in the Bernie Madoff infamous Ponzi scheme, but they were able to recover. And Kevin says, quote, there were a lot of people who were much uh, worse off than we were. But are they still worse off than you? I mean, are you both cleared out? Uh, no, I don't think they are. I don't think they're both cleared. I don't know. I, I remember hearing about this when it happened. Oh, yeah. He was one of the uh, clients, and I'm like, oh, poor Kevin Bacon. How is he ever going to make that money back ever again? I don't know. Maybe like uh, one or two films? Yeah, I was going to say. And then his wife can pick up a part-time weekend shift. Yeah, we'll act. You know, standing <laughs> yeah. on the street corner, we'll act for food. Yeah, it's like they, down, at the, uh, down at the entrance ramps in the 91. I think I saw <laughs> Kevin Bacon down there. <laughs> Handing out water bottles. Yeah, six homeless yeah. degrees of Kevin Bacon. There you go. Neil deGrasse Tyson says Tom Cruise's character in Top Gun Maverick should have died when he ejected from his plane at Mach 10.5. Quote, at that airspeed, his body would splatter like a chainmail glove swatting a worm. Ah, that guy's an idiot. What does he know? Well, he's he's probably right, but it's a movie. It's not supposed to be... Yeah, but you realize that everybody... Whenever you see Neil deGrasse Tyson walking down the street, and I'm sure it happens all the time, yeah, people ask him scientific questions, and like at the top of his head, he gives you an answer, yeah, because the dude knows, yeah, because he's a genius. Why can't we be geniuses? Doesn't he have some kind of scandal thing going on with him? Doesn't there? Wasn't he like inappropriately touching uh, people's? Uh, uh, I don't remember if he was touching bosoms or something, Pluto or Uranus or something like that. Probably spending some time around Uranus. Probably. Gina Davis says Bill Murray was abusive to her when they made the 1989 movie Quick Change, but she says that if she stood up for herself, she wouldn't have gotten the job. Wow, he was rude to her? Hmm. Several other actresses have had their issues with him. I didn't realize he was such a like a jerk kind of guy to work with. I thought he was supposed to be this nice guy. Uh, I think he's kind of hot and cold. Like uh, one day he'll be really nice, the next day not so much. Uh, during their first meeting, which occurred in a hotel suite, Murray greeted uh, Gina 
with a massage device that he insisted on using on her even though she tried to refuse. And during production, he once went into her trailer and screamed at her for being late, then continued yelling as she hurried to the set while everyone watched. Wow, what a jerk. Yeah, yeah. That was a good movie, though. I love that movie. Quick Change. That's like one of my favorite uh, like lazy day comedy movies. It's been so long since I've seen it, I barely remember much of it. It was uh, Randy Quaid. Uh, they were they went and robbed a bank. He mm-hmm. was dressed as a clown. Yes. And then Randy Quaid was uh, was their third person. I vaguely and, remember. And, and he was kind of like the uh, the comed- comic relief, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, physical comic relief. Sure. Uh, it wasn't like an Oscar winner, but... Doesn't need to be. No, it's like, don't you have one of those movies you, you want to sit around? Like I say, you have a hangover. You want to sit around and watch movies all day. Mm-hmm. There's what, a couple of them. Which, which one? Two movies that uh, if it's ever like on cable and I pass it on like uh, flipping the channels, I stop. One, Godfather 1 or 2, and then uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. I could watch that forever. Really? I don't know why. It's just the stupidest, silliest movie yeah. of all time with the greatest cast ever assembled. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like uh, insult you for that because I just mentioned I watched Quick Change. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen it? No, I've never seen You've it. You've never seen it? No, I've never seen that movie. Everybody is in it. Jonathan Winters, Milton Berle. Oh, it was like one of those star-studded uh, casts. It's a star-studded feast for the eyes. Well, I'll have to check it out. A previously unreleased Queen song with Freddie Mercury on vocals is dropping this Thursday. It's called Face It Alone. And it was recorded during sessions for Queen's 1989 album, The Miracle. You think uh, Brian... Uh, Brian May? Brian May uh, sits there and goes, Oh, Freddie, I'm sorry. You're, you're dying of AIDS. Uh, let me just hang on to some of these recordings, and uh, perhaps in uh, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, I'll release them again and make money off your name. Maybe. Or... Let's say it's uh, 2021, 2022, yeah. moving into 2023, and Brian May is sitting here thinking, how can I squeeze this for just one more dollar? But that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, it, Brian May kind of... I don't, th- But I don't think he has to tell <laughs> Freddie, hey, we're going to hold this one back. But, but he's really good at marketing. Like, you know, rebranding things. Anytime that they have, like, you know, there's an influx... Uh, Influx and more interest in Queen. Mm-hmm. Brian May is always there, going, "Oh yeah, yeah, hey, here's a, here's See, a movie." He, because he's a genius too. Yes, you know he's an astrophysicist, and Roger Taylor, the drummer, is an actual dentist. Uh, an actual dentist? Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he can he can uh, give you a crown, a root canal. Did uh, he do that like after the band broke up? After uh, you know Freddie died, was, was was he still like a practicing? I don't dentist? even know if he ever really practiced. I just know that he no. has a dental degree. Uh, the very first comprehensive uh, punk rock museum opens in Las Vegas in January. There's something you might want to go to. Well, this is interestingly enough. Uh, my guest this week in the podcast, the yeah. guy opening the post punk industrial museum in Chicago. Oh, really? These are actually two museums that are almost opening simultaneously. Uh, Fat Mike from NoFX says uh, it'll be very inclusive. Quote, if you're a punk band, you're effing in. It's that simple. Fat Mike's now got a lot of free time in his hands. Well, just see, that's the thing. I, I understand like your discrepancy of like, well, not everybody in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame technically falls under the guise of rock and roll. Right. But... You know, He's to not say, restricting it. To say, oh, yeah, anybody can get in. Okay, well, I had a punk band back in the 80s nobody ever heard of. 
Can I be in it? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Nobody cares. Anyway. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit sloppier than the one I'm going to be talking about uh, on the podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian got booed at a Rams game yesterday. Really? Or Sunday, whatever day it was that we weren't here. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a Ram was when Ray J gave me sleep gagnia with his ream sickle in that sex tape you could purchase on Uport for thirty nine ninety five. Did you suffer from sleep gagnia? I, I wear a CPAP for, to to, uh, to fight it. Oh, and it's the C word, but it's not a pap. <laughs> And uh, Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, got a mouth hug from the Swedish trumpet. <laughs> a little juicy hobnocker on the pink karaoke machine. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she gave me a peeny cleaning trabajo. <laughs> I've never had one of those. You never had a peeny cleaning trabajo? No, I have not. Oh, maybe I'll uh, offer you one. No, it's okay. Uh, Kanye? Maybe I should be using my inside voice on Twitter from now on. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes me right now. No. Elon, no, they don't. Elon, help me. Such an injustice. <laughs> Elon will not help you now. <laughs> Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rage Rock. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, the Boston Red Sox are certainly enjoying baseball's postseason like everybody else. At home and curled up in front of the TV, assuming there isn't anything better to watch on Netflix or Hulu. Nevertheless, I'm sure when you finish dead last in your division, there must be a period of self-reflection that makes you wonder, how can we, as a Major League franchise, make the baseball experience better for our devoted legion of fans while we provide a mediocre product on the field? And how can we do it so that they don't notice that we're raising ticket prices by as much as 2% in the upcoming year? Well, these are all very good questions, of course. How do you distract the average Boston Red Sox fan from the harsh realities of a 2% ticket increase when you already have the most expensive average ticket price in all of baseball? The answer is very simple. So simple that you'll barely even notice that everything else at Fenway Park will be increasing in price due to the rise of inflation. The answer is... Adjust the starting time for Fenway Park home games. I'm sorry, did somebody say something about the ticket price? Because the moment that somebody mentioned an earlier start time is the very moment that I stopped caring about my money. According to reports, the Red Sox are considering a plan that will move their home games to an earlier start time. For example, while many of us have grown accustomed to watching the Red Sox lose at at games starting at 10 past 7, the new plan will have those home losses starting as early as 6.45 or even as early as 6, 10 p.m. Now, personally, I love this plan because typically those 7 o'clock games end around 10.30. Takes an hour to get to my car, get out of the overpriced parking lot, then there's a two-hour drive home depending on traffic. Now I can enjoy all that disappointment without having to worry about getting home late. And if I'm watching the game from home, I can watch them lose and not feel like I'm getting ripped off by a lack of sleep and a 2% increase in ticket price. This is the greatest idea they've ever had, and I can't believe it's taken this long to figure it all out. I feel so much better already. But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get off my lawn. That's what you say to your leaves, but do they leave? No, not until you go to Rocky's for a leaf blower. In fact, they know what you need for leaf blowers, Craftsman, Ego, or Steel. Get a leaf blower that works for you at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware.
I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 610. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly uh, sunny today with a high of 67. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 72. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us after 7 o'clock. We'll be talking uh, sports with him. Uh, you got stuff to talk about. And I want to talk about uh, Friday night. The uh, for Oktoberfest. Yeah, oh yeah, you do your big, uh, your big band appearance. Well, you know, first of all, it's 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 was much more than the band appearance. I don't know if you had a chance to read the newspaper uh, the other day, Saturday morning's edition of the uh, of the Republican newspaper, Are they the still Union make News that? or whatever the hell it is. They still make that. Yeah, apparently the Saturday edition is still a thing. I did not realize that, but yeah. still a thing. Well, front page paper, uh, there's a picture of me, oh. the mayor. Peter Pignelli, I believe uh, John Perry, Billy Porter, a couple other people from the fort, yeah, uh, all there hoisting the uh, the, uh, the Oktoberfest after the tapping of the keg. Yeah. Let me tell you something. In years past, I have seen it where the tapping of the keg becomes so difficult, so mm-hmm. cumbersome, that it takes four or five guys right. before uh, somebody who knows what the hell they're doing uh, taps that keg. Well, uh I'm making announcements, see, at the, on the on the stage, and everyone's gathering around for the tapping of the keg. First guy to grab the mallet, the mallet yeah. for the uh, tapping, Mayor Dom Dom himself. Oh. Let me tell you something. Does he even need to hold a sledgehammer? He can just convince it with mind control yeah. to open up that uh, that keg. But he got uh, two whacks. And he opened it? He opened it. Of Unbelievable. He did. One with like a little tap just to get, the, just to yeah. get it right. right. And then next one... Boom. And it, bam, opens right up. Opens right up. Look at that. Like the guy, uh, like nothing scares him. And he's done this year after year. Where I've seen him you know, years ago when he was less powerful than he is now. He'd be there all day. He'd never open up that damn thing. Just, Two wax and he's in. Just as Moses parted the seas, I am spraying beer like the Germans. <laughs> yes, exactly. So good yeah. for him. Good yeah. for him. To, yeah. He, he, he just crushed it. Mm-hmm. So you know, I immediately you know hobbled down the stairs from the stage, right, and uh, and snuck my way in, got myself a free glass of beer because oh, yeah, you know yeah. if you're part of the tapping of the keg, it's you know, your chance to get a free beer. That's right? all you wanted was the free beer. You're like, get, get out of my way. I just I, I just want to be included. That's yeah, it. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't yeah. want to feel left out. I don't care if I have a whack at it. I just want a free beer. <laughs> I don't want to take any wax. I'm just there like MC in the thing. Yeah. So uh, so I uh, muscle my way up. I grab myself a big stein of beer. We hoist it, and then boom, newspaper catches the uh, the picture right there in the front page Look at above that. the fold. Look at you, front yeah. page material. I, I'm telling you, I had no idea. Next thing you know, you'll be a uh, Massachusetts Broadcast Hall of Famer. Please, we'll never get to that point. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that tapping of the keg uh, went beautifully. Mm-hmm. So then the, uh, so then that was like at 5.30, and the rest of the, uh, the, rest of the night, between 7.30 when I had to introduce trailer trash. Yeah. I'm just walking around, minding my business, you know, being sociable, you know, uh, shaking hands, talking to the dirty and unwashed people of Springfield, having a damn fine time. Yeah. I don't know why this happened, but on four different occasions, people ask me, how old are you? Why? I don't know. I don't know what the motivation was, but it happened four different times. If it right. happened once, you'd say, well, that's just a, a random like, conversation. It was but, like hot chicks asking you, hey, how old are you? <sighs> no, it was not all hot chicks. Well, it was older men, wasn't it? 
They probably Maybe. see you as a little twink, a little German twink. Oh, there he is. Look at that little portly little Baxendale. Ooh, he's a... He- Ooh, I'd like to get my hands on that uh, schnitzel. <laughs> Ooh, he's a Rubenesque yeah. little bastard, isn't he? Ooh. So, yeah, I couldn't uh, figure out why. And then when I said uh, 56, you're like, wow, really? 56? You look great for 56. I didn't know October had a C in front of it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, well, apparently it had a whole sea of people wanting to know how old I was <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Like, I didn't know if I was being carded or if I was being pursued or whether just people couldn't believe I'm that old. Well, or Or they're looking at you and they're like, this guy looks like death. How old is he? Like, how's he holding on? Yeah, what is he doing? Yeah. So I mean, but even yeah. in the picture uh, of, the, of the paper, you know, again, yeah. it's it, it's the mayor, it's Edison Yee, uh, you know, Peter Pignelli, you know, you know, all guys, you know, in our if our fifties or sixties and above, right? And people are asking me how old I am. Well, no, because that? you probably look the youngest out of all of them. <laughs> I think me and Edison are about the same age. No right. one, no one's asking him how old he is. Well, no, but I mean, like uh, Dom, uh, you know, he's starting to show a little gray up oh, there yeah. in, the, in the hair, so he kind of has that older look to him, even though you, you know, even though you're you're not that far apart. Yeah. So I heard, uh, how old are you? Uh, what happened to that one other guy? And then <laughs> you know, and uh, and uh, how are you and Nagel working out? And so, then and then what happened to that other guy? Yeah, right. And what <laughs> happened to that other guy we were talking <laughs> right, about? Right. So I, yeah, I, I dodged those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody wanted to know, when are you going to play with the band? Yeah. So the, the idea was, uh, and I was contacted by uh, uh, by uh, <laughs> by the band, and they, they said, you know, you want to come on up and, and, and play a song? I'm like, okay, fine. And you had been anticipating this for weeks, right? <clears throat> yeah, like, weeks. Two, like two weeks. Right. And, okay. and, uh, and you know, Bob Stanek has asked me to, to, to play before, and, and uh, I've played a couple of times with them. And there was one time when uh, Jim Stanek got sick, and they wanted me to hold, do a whole... A whole gig and i just you know i had other obligations i couldn't do it right so so i say yeah i'll do it and he says okay well uh here's the deal bring a pair of like earbuds or headphones we'll have you plug into the monitor system so you can hear what's going on so i do that i you know i bring a pair of headphones and i uh, i give them to uh i give them to uh kaczynski because uh he and uh, uh one of our other interns were there mm-hmm. at the rock 10. i said ted listen to me put this in the box Around seven o'clock, I'm going to come and get get these headphones. What am I going to ask you to do? You want me to hold on to the headphones? I said no. Put them in the box, Ted. <laughs> so I, I grabbed the headphones. Good old Ted. Ted, yeah. yeah. And then I give them to I give them to the band. And they're just going to put them on stage for when I right. go up. Well, I get up there and they're cracked. Oh. So I don't know if it was me who broke them or I think it was Ted. Probably Ted, because yeah. you know, I when I told him to put them in a box, I'm sure he was playing with them like a. You know, like a monkey in a zoo. You know, oh, like, hey, look, oh, look at these. Look how they stretch. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, um, so I didn't have headphones. And and they, they you know, I tried plugging it in to see if it, nothing. So this is I what, pl- to monitor the? To monitor. Yeah, yeah, okay, no, normal, because right. they asked, well, do you want headphones or like a monitor? I said, no, right. I just take the headphones and I'll be fine. So I didn't, I played the song without monitors at all. Okay. Okay. So I just followed the band and, and, uh, and, uh, and we played the song but i was at a deficit not being able to hear everything right so i was kind of going with the with the flow of it all and you know setting tempo and all that other stuff and i had been practicing and as it turns out i got through the entire four minute song without making a single mistake i'm thinking all right 
that's cool. Good for you. That was fun. That's awesome. So I wanted to thank the guys from Trailer Trash for having me. I had a blast oh, look on, at you. on Friday. Look at you getting up there doing things that you don't normally do. Yeah, I know. I haven't I mean I haven't played with, with, with anybody or haven't played the drums in a couple of years now because of uh, the pandemic and just... Have uh, just haven't played. I was playing air guitar the other day, and I lost yeah. one of my sticks, so I just had to pretend I was playing Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to get a Def Leppard. Yeah, record. no, I, I understand that. Somebody asked me if there was video of it, mm-hmm. and uh, I said uh, no, there isn't, because I was using both hands to play, unlike Def Leppard. Somebody's got uh, somebody's got video of that. It doesn't the city the city no. must have surveillance video, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I think Isn't there it's a only shot spotter in that area I down think, there. I think there's only still photographs. Yeah, but well. there is, but there is proof, and you can check it out on uh, on Facebook. Man, but that was, yeah, that was fun. And you know, like a couple weeks ago when I was talking about you know selling my drums because yeah. I just I just wasn't getting around to playing them. Now you don't want to, do you? Now I don't really want yeah, to because I was because I practiced and was starting to enjoy it, even though that's not a song I would normally want to play. Yeah. I you know I got through it. I felt comfortable by the time you know Friday afternoon rolled around. By the time I got there, I was ready to play. Yeah, and uh, it was a blast. Yeah, you see, it's like uh, it's like me doing comedy because I I can I don't like doing it because I don't get out enough to practice it. You yeah, know? so I always kind of revert to like older material because I'm more comfortable with that. Because you know it, it works. Yeah, if I know I'm going to be doing like 20 minutes or something, I, I I start pulling out like older material, and I'm like, I don't have time to like go practice like new stuff. Like <laughs> it, it, life gets in the way. Yeah. But once you get a taste of it again, it's like you said, you 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 start playing with people on stage. I can't. I think that would be pretty cool. I wish I knew how to play an instrument because. I mean, who doesn't like fantasize about being in a rock band? You know what I mean? Like, what? well, you know, I I never actually played in a in a in a band more than just like a couple of times. Just but you never but you got around to, to it. But you know how to play an instrument. I don't even know how to play an instrument. Yeah. I, but that's the difference. But it's like once you get up there, you're like, wow, I really want. Maybe I should just stick with these drums <laughs> now that I got them. <laughs> Look, I can do this, and I got through the whole song. Well, you know, the the, the funny part about it is, yeah, you know, I've I've never played in front of my wife other than the, the times that she's. See me on stage play with a band. Oh, she hears you from six rooms away. No, actually, I don't even play when she's home. It's just oh. like I, I, for what I don't know why I've just become so self conscious. When I'm when I'm alone, playing in the house, I feel like I'm you know not Neil Peart, but I feel like I'm a serviceable yeah drummer. But the idea because I've played only in a basement for most of the time I've ever played, I'm like totally paranoid that I'm going to go up there and screw it up. Yeah, well, that's usually which that's, is that's okay, and it is okay. That's the good fear to have, exactly. Right. But then when you actually play, even if you sit down with a band and you've never played with them, you don't even know what songs you're going to play. Mm-hmm. And I've done that a couple of times. I haven't really screwed up that bad. The one time, I, the only time I screwed, the only mistake I made on Friday was at one point. You know, my hands have got a little bit of arthritis, so they don't yeah. they're not as uh, smooth as they used to be. Is I'm I'm uh, I'm playing on my right hand a a ride cymbal, which is you know basically there's like a bell in the middle and it's a mm-hmm. bigger cymbal, and I'm just playing along, and then at some point I just I play and I drop the stick. Oh, Def Leppard style. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because his right hand's and not doing a sudden, good you either. Into, you went into pour some sugar on me, and that was the other. No, but I just I just you know quickly caught it, so I didn't drop it. It just let it go, and it just bounced right back in my Ooh, hand. Look at you. Just total Smooth. luck. Yeah, like no one. 
no one would no- have noticed but me. And I didn't. It didn't affect the song because everything ev- else was playing well. To everybody else, that looked like an acrobat, uh, acrobatic move. Oh yeah, oh, it's yeah. Like a oh, spin look stick. Wow, he's look at he's look doing at like tricks with his hands. He almost dropped it, but he didn't. Ooh, he caught that. Yeah. So it was. Uh, so thanks again to the guys at uh, at Trailer Trash. And on, on Saturday they played in Wilbraham, like just down the street from my house. They didn't ask you to be part of that, though, did yeah, they? They didn't get that invitation. But, That's because uh, they didn't want you to screw up the song like you did the first night. <laughs> <laughs> he was awful. Yeah, right. Don't ever bring that guy back here again. But thanks to, uh, to, to, to Bob Static for asking me to play. It was, it was a real pleasure, a real joy. So thank you. It's uh, 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. When it comes to choosing a roofing contractor... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 629 in Nirvana. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Waking you up bright and early in the morning with <laughs> screaming. <laughs> listen, it's good to wake up to, to that kind of screaming. Is it? Yeah, Sometimes, no. Well, listen, it depends on who's screaming, I guess. I, I guess usually scream in the middle of the night, so uh, to wake up to it's a big change. Uh, change of pace, right? Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us next hour. There's some sports to talk to him about and some other stuff coming up today, too. Yes, um, uh, I'm going to talk about my uh, my Hall and Oates experience. The, uh, yes, the that was interesting. Very upset, Daryl Hall. Really? I'll just leave it at that, and I'll leave you as a cliffhanger. Was it we'll, well, was it Oates? Did Oates piss him off? I'm sure Oates it just pisses everybody off. But <laughs> it wasn't. It, it, he was mad at somebody else, and uh, it it did have a huge effect on the show. All right, which, so we'll we'll and, check in on that yep. after eight. We have news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass news. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether trade it, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Police are still investigating a serious crash involving a pedestrian from Saturday night in Chicopee. Uh, yesterday, one business had to keep their doors closed while officers surveyed the area. The incident took place outside a Rumble Seat Bar and Grill in Chicopee, and one person was hit by a car. Western Mass News found the uh, store next door. Trippy's Head Shop had to keep their doors closed Monday morning as police came back to the scene. Well, there's the story. Hey, come on. What are you do- What are you doing about that? Well, what are you, what are you saying? Because everybody was focused on the fact that it happened outside the rumble scene. Yeah, there's a tragic accident that happened, uh, and it, well, this business is closed. Well, okay, they're conducting a police investigation. What? what I, I don't know what's so surprising I, I, about. I don't that. know. Uh, the incident uh, took place outside of the rumble scene, and one person was hit by a car. Western Mass News. Yeah, the thing I just said that. Although the uh, cause of the crash is still under investigation, employees from the store said they've noticed that speeding is a serious problem on that road with accidents happening frequently. There's people, they do fly up and down that street. Yeah, that's not untrue at all. And uh, there is a lot of business there on that strip. Uh, You know, it's a residential neighborhood mixed with some businesses, and people just for some reason feel like, you know, 50 is a good speed to go down that street you know when i had my uh, my sad guy divorce department it wasn't that far from that uh, that neighborhood yeah and uh it's true i mean you know people it's almost i don't say that they're, they're drag racing because that's not entirely true but people take that area of springfield street and they just they gun it and it's you know it's dangerous because like you said businesses yeah. on both sides of the street you got a liquor store on one side you know the rumble seat on the other you know the 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 the, uh, the, the, the gas station people coming in and out of that out of that, uh, those businesses all the time, and you know it's a bad, it's a it's a potentially bad place. 
Well, again, uh, not too much more information about that. There's uh, still under investigation, so we'll see if we can get an update about that. People living in one area of West Springfield are now asking their neighbors for help after more than a dozen cars were rummaged through with thousands of dollars worth of valuables stolen. Christian uh, Sabru uh, woke up Sunday morning with his work van doors wide open. He's an electrician and owns his company. And on Sunday, all of his tools had been stolen. Ew, that's uncool. Uh, that's not cool. Roughly $3,000 today I had to go buy new tools. Yeah, because you still got jobs to do. That yeah. sucks. You still got jobs to do, and you got to go uh, replace everything. Well, I hope he considered replacing his tools by going to Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Not for nothing, Bax, but I'm pretty sure he probably went to an electrical supply store that handles uh, commercial elect- electrical stuff. Steve. Not to say Rockies doesn't have some of that stuff. Steve, uh, I will tell you that uh, that Rockies mm-hmm. deals with contractors all the time. Do they? Now? They do. If they you're do. Uh, if you're a contractor and working the you know working the uh, working the jobs, you might want to consider Rockies Ace Hardware, full tool department. Ooh, full tool, full tool. Patricia, good Hor- quality tools, not some of your half rate pieces of junk you may find at some of them big box stores. All right then. I think they've gotten enough mentions. And with your Ace Rewards card, additional savings. And also check out the flyer online at Rockies.com. Patricia Hurahan had a uh, similar experience when she woke up Sunday morning. Her mother told police had had stopped by after they noticed her car doors were left wide open overnight. My son's hoverboard and his Nintendo Switch, gone. My glove compartment was open and everything was all over the floor. I once had a guy break into my car and then leave his ID behind. That might have been a clue. Yeah. And nothing, that's the thing, it's like, it's it's really, it's just petty theft. It's mm-hmm. not like they're stealing the whole car. They're just going through and looking for change. Yeah. And this guy leaves his license in the car. They don't do anything. Because you can't prove that it was that that person that did that. I uh, had a guy, I don't know, I assume it's a guy. I had uh, some rapscallion uh, break into my car once when I was living in Forest Park yeah, and steal my factory-installed radio. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes the factory-installed car stereo system yeah. ain't worth stealing. No, it's not. That was one of them. Yeah, this, uh, this particular stereo that was in this car that was taken, because the, you know, the stereo was taken, was a uh, Polk Audio mm. $30 retail somebody stole that i wonder yeah. where they I wonder where they sold that in springfield i don't uh, i don't know if those can be pawned as easily as that person might have thought hey man what you got you got some good stuff yeah man i got a poke a what a poke what is that that's that brand you can get at kmart <laughs> I, I think, think it was Kmart. I think Polk is actually a little bit better than that. When they, when it's a York or a Yorks or a Fisher, you know, then you're not really getting or a, a Kobe. High, yes, a Kobe, right? A Kobe exactly. CD player, exactly. But you know, uh, mine just just said um, Chevrolet on it, so you know oh, yeah. they yeah. weren't using high quality uh, high quality materials. A new uh, feature that comes with your iPhone. Ooh. Uh, 14, could be falsely alerting police if you've been in a car accident. The problem comes from the car crash sensing feature installed in the iPhone's new operating system, but it seems many on social media are sharing stories of them doing everyday activities that have alerted police to an accident that did not happen. 
It looks like you've been in a crash, is the message from some iPhone uh, 14 users were shocked to see, except that wasn't the case. One post on social media described the feature activating when the phone fell driving or when the person was enjoying an exhilarating day riding their favorite roller coaster. I I saw that. They assume that you've fallen off a cliff and you're going to die. So that's when 911... I gotta believe anyone with a with a with an iPhone 14. That's not what they wanted. Was a an ambulance showing up at a at a Six Flags or a Lake no. Compounds, hoping to get you to get you to a hospital. Well, technically, I mean, uh, you could catch drunk drivers with this. Sure, you know, if uh, some drunk is all over the road and the phone keeps dropping on the floor because you're trying to text and drink and drive, which really. You shouldn't be texting that's at the, all. That's you like know. the trifecta of yeah, bad decisions. Yeah, yeah, texting while driving is the worst. But, um, you know, you drop the phone on the floor and the thing goes, oh, yeah, you're in an accident. Yeah. No, no, I'm not in an accident. Sorry, I'm already calling the police. Texting while drunk driving is even even yeah. worse than worse because ne- ne- you're not only being you know, driving uh, dangerously on the road. The message you're sending is probably nothing but nonsense. Right. Speaking of which, I, I, I was... Uh, I went by an accident this morning that looked pretty bad at East Mountain Road and Route 202 and uh, right before the Holyoke line there. Okay. And Hampton Ponds yeah. area. Uh, pretty nasty. I don't know what happened, though. The car was all, like, banged up and the airbags were off and all that stuff. Look, you didn't, you didn't pull over try to save anyone's life? Uh, yeah, well, you know, with all the emergency vehicles. Oh, I, they probably didn't need I kind of did. Well, they're like, oh, Steve, we got this. Don't worry about it. That's what They, they look at me. They know me. Don't worry, Steve. It's not that serious. Yeah, they, next, next time it's really serious, we'll alert you with the with the Nagel signal. Yeah, when when somebody's robbing a Cumbies, we'll call you. <laughs> kind of like kind of like when uh, Commissioner Gordon would activate the the bat signal. There's a light that has like Steve Nagel's face on it. Yeah. Shows up in the sky. That's when you know you go down the Nagel poles. You get into the Nagel car, yeah. and boom, you're at the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nag- the, the true Nagel car would be a PT Cruiser, by the way. <laughs> That's kind of like how I would think. With bald tires. Uh, oh, 22 is asking the uh, the good questions. Why do leaves change color in the fall? <sighs> it's about time we finally asked that question. With the cool October weather, we've been seeing many of the trees in Western Mass starting to change colors. They you, act- may, hey, you may not know this, but it happened last year, what? too. What? Yes. Shut and the year before the that. front door. And the year before that. October is peak month for our fall colors in Western Massachusetts. As the days get shorter and cooler in the fall, the leaves uh, stop their food-making process. The chlorophyll in the leaves begins to break down, and the green color in the leaves disappears. The yellow, orange, and red become visible to make uh, for the amazing colors of fall. Listen, I know it was a holiday yesterday, but mm-hmm. were we that short on news? They must have been. They had to have been. Because this isn't... Uh... This is hard-hitting stuff. This is not what I would call news. Although, I uh, I took a ride out to the uh, the Berkshires with the kids on Saturday. And? We went, uh, we went to the Harvest Festival in Stockbridge. Ooh, how was that? I got to tell you, it, was, uh, it wasn't bad. Matter of fact, I can, t- I can tell you a little more about it coming up. Do you want to do that? Sure, Steve. Because it's, uh, you know, it's 642, and, you know, the boss doesn't like me going past 643. Well, I understand reason. that. Why? I don't know. There's so much more to am do. I, am I that hideous to listen to that we can't go past six forty three in the morning? Compared to what? He comes down I don't know, he comes down last week. Uh what are you, what, what are you comparing hideous to? I don't know. I like making fun of our boss. Anyway, it is fun. He comes down and he goes, uh, hey, uh you t- t- just uh, try to keep the news uh down to, you know, 
<laughs> 10, 12 minutes. Uh, we don't need to go any further. So now it's 6.43. Oh, my God, we got to go. Um, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you all about that Berkshire story uh, coming up on Rock 102. The Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.51 and the kinks with uh, Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 67. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 72. It's 39 in uh, downtown Springfield. You uh, ever miss a Bax and Nagel show? Don't worry about it. No big deal. Just check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also check out Bax's musical podcast this week. My guest is a drummer, author, songwriter, educator, and the curator of the Post-Punk and Industrial Music Museum in Chicago, Martin Atkins. It's actually a really interesting interview. It's a guy who's played with Johnny Rotten and Public Image and Nine Inch Nails and Ministry and many, many more. You can check that out on rock102.com. Sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. And I got a, uh, I got another big one coming up next week, too. What's the big one next week? I don't want to say. It's actually the second time I've talked to this guy. Ooh. But uh, I'll, I'll save that for later in the week. Mick Jagger. No. Uh, Keith Richards. No. Uh, Billy Joel. No. Uh, I don't know. You'll just have to wait till later in the I week. I guess I'll have to wait. So uh, Saturday, I, uh, I I want to do some fall fun stuff. Sure. Saturday, a beautiful weekend. It was like, Gorgeous. like every day was was perfect. And uh, you don't really get that kind of thing in, in, in Mass- western Massachusetts or New England, for that matter, like a perfect weekend like that. And um, so I, I, I said, let's, let's do something fun. So we... I'm Googling stuff. I'm looking things up, and I see this Harvest Festival going on in Stockbridge. Okay. Starts at 10 a.m. So I'm like, all right, kids, pack up. Let's go. So we uh, we went all the way out to Stockbridge, and uh, they have this – it was like a – it was a festival going on. It was like cra- like people selling things, you know, vendors selling uh, you know, their crafts and mm-hmm. candles and right. sweatshirts and things like that. And then they had a rummage sale as well. It was – to, to benefit something. So we got a community center out there. Okay. So uh, kids are all excited about the rummage sale. They love buying tchotchke stuff. Really? Used other people's used items. Kids love the junk, huh? Well, they do. Well, you know, we got uh, we got some baseballs uh, for like a quarter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's some stuff that we that we got that was... Yeah. Uh, Certainly cheaper than, than trying to get a, uh, say, a Albert Pujols baseball or a... Or an Aaron Judge. Well, yes, but I'm just saying, like you know, for the balls that we that we play with when we're practicing out in the yard, they're perfect for that. Tell and us besides, more about the balls that you play with. Well, actually, my dog plays with the balls. Ah, that's what I thought. And then he chews them up, and then he spits them out, and then there's pieces of them all over. The oh, room. what a metaphor for life! And then we play with toys then too. All right, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, so we uh, we go out to this uh, this rummage sale, and we and we we go in and. Um, I grab a couple of things, and, and then we're on our way out, and, and through the doorway, it's like a cashier that you have to pay for all the items that you've just bought because right. everything is is tagged. So as we're, we're standing in line, there's kind of a line building up there, and then uh, my daughter uh, sees through the doorway, uh, through this glass portion of the doorway, on the other side by the cash register, there's this really hideous cat statue. Really hideous. It was like a cylindrical. It would look like a like a very long stretched out Tylenol. Sure. And it was it had a cat. It was like a figure of a cat. Okay. And it was creepy looking. And my daughter goes, "Oh, that would be kind of cool to have in our house." And I'm like, "No, we we don't we don't need that, you know." <laughs> but it it wasn't it wasn't part of the rummage sale. It was outside the door, like sure. as if somebody had left it there waiting to come back to get it. Got it. Uh, so 
we move up now. We're at the threshold of the door, and my daughter goes, as a joke, oh, come on, can't we take the cat home? And this old lady out of nowhere comes over and goes, that is my cat, and grabs the figurine. <laughs> and we both started laughing. Like, right. what was that all about? Like, are you afraid we were going to take your $2 tchotchke piece of crap? <laughs> I was like, that woman likes to hold on to her pussy cat. Don't be nobody snatching my pussy cat out here in Stockbridge. Now, had had this been an item for sale, and she was just holding it by the door for her to leave? Or yeah, just like she obviously like got the, like the way the the, the she, layaway plan. Yeah, she obviously got some stuff, and she couldn't carry it all, so gotcha. she was going back and forth to the car with the loads of things that she bought from the rummage sale. God forbid you took that hideous cat statue. Um, but. I'm walking around this this harvest uh, festival. Now we're in Stockbridge, a little bougie, little bit, there. a yeah. little bougie out there, and I'm realizing the prices that these vendors are selling items for, and I'm like, this is not my demographic at all. I'm asking, like, you know, oh, those sweatshirts, those look nice. How much are those sweatshirts? Well, they start at eighty-five, and I'm like, what? okay, well, that's the uh, yeah. Wait a minute, at a, at a rummage craft fair, well, there's no, no, eighty-five no, no. hour sweatshirts. No, that's the difference. There was a rummage sale as part of this harvest festival thing, and then the rest of it was got it. People selling things, top dollar you know, type of stuff. You know, people who who have their businesses and they sell, you know, yeah. the handmade items and stuff like that. But it was just like, I, there's no, like, this. they're obviously raising the prices for where they are. $85. Yeah, because you got all these people coming up from Manhattan doing leaf peeping and all that other bull crap that they're doing on a weekend <laughs> in the Berkshires. And, uh, like, I'm just, like, I'm, like, hoping I see James Taylor at a co- like at a, at a coffee bar. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, sure I'm sure he likes to rummage. Well, you don't think James Taylor? That's what I'm saying. He lives out there. Yeah. So don't, don't you think that, like... He, I'm like I'm putting it out in the universe. I want to meet this guy. Don't you don't you think like uh, like a James Taylor sometimes says to himself, "Ugh, it's that damn harvest festival again." I'm yeah. stay I I can't even leave the house cuz of this damn thing. Well, you see, if I was a guy like him, I'd be showing up. You know, you show up to just like, you know, like there was that open mic going on in Huntington. Yeah, the other no, day, I got and like, it. "Oh, the big star shows up." Big radio guy. But don't you think the, but don't you think the people in Stockbridge are kind of tired of James just like showing up with a guitar like oh Christ here he goes again. You're going to play what are you going to you got a friend? You're going to play that one for us again? No no, but see I want to see I, I just want to like I I want to see people what they do. Like no, I'm just, outside of what you know them as. I'm just saying there are sometimes when like local people will take yeah. their famous people totally for granted like oh yeah now we see James here all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. do, you, do you see James at the big lots in Pittsfield? You know, like, does he... <laughs> Did I just see James going into the adult bookstore? Oh, is it uh, Dollar General? He was at Dollar General yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be cool to just run into him yeah. like that? Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, James Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm just, uh, you know, picking up some cheap stuff uh, <laughs> for the wife and kids, you know? But uh, we, uh, we went to... Um, Oh wow, it's six fifty eight. Yeah, it's a Jesus. little bit. Lo- it went a little bit long here. But I got to tell you, we went to this uh, this uh, misty moonlight diner. Yeah, in Pittsfield, it was, was one of the best diners I've ever been to, as far as food goes. 
had like fresh, like sliced roast beef Ooh. with mashed potatoes and, Ooh, uh, yeah. and and gravy and the misty vegetables. moonlight. The misty, I believe it was the misty moonlight diner. One of my friends told me about it and said uh, you got to go to this place. All right, I'm looking and, it up uh, right now. It was uh, highly recommended. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Scott Cohen joining us in just a few minutes. Six fifty eight on Rock one hundred two, New England. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when I was a young man enjoying his final year of high school, I was focused on several things. Among these things included finding a girlfriend who possessed low, possessed low standards and expectations, scoring slightly higher on my SATs, and getting into a college with even low expectations than the girls in my high school. Thankfully, I was able to check off all those boxes that year, but by today's standards, today's youngsters have other options in front of them. For example... Yesterday, the Nike Shoe Company finalized name, image, and likeness deals with five of the country's top five high school basketball recruits. And among those securing a deal with Nike is Bronny James, the 18-year-old son of Lakers star LeBron James. This is wonderful news for for Bronny James because this NIL deal will allow him the financial security he needs as he heads off to college next year. Because you know how college students can struggle. Between all those classes, those books, those fees, plus the cost of room and board, that's hard for any family to deal with. It's especially hard when you come from a family in which your father has an estimated net worth of $500 million and is currently trying to make ends meet with a two-year, $97 million contract to play basketball for the Lakers. Yet, according to young Bronny, he's excited about the new deal because in his words, quote, for as long as I can remember, Nike has been a part of my family. It really means a lot to me. And here I was at 18, focused on making out with girls. Boy, do I feel like a dope. Who knew that I'd have uh, that if I'd have to endorse a pair of shoes, all my college debt might have been cleared. Sure, the federal program of college debt forgiveness sounds great on paper, but ain't nothing like slipping a pair of shoes onto your million-dollar feet. No, then there's a hell of a lot more where that came from. Add that to the financial burden that you've suddenly lifted from your family's shoulders, and I'd say, nicely played, son. Nicely played. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there's a reason why October is fire safety month. Furnaces, heaters, wood stoves are all firing up. Go to Rocky's for smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, and fire extinguishers. Get instant savings. With your Ace Rewards card, fires do happen, and you want to protect yourself. Go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 710 and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 67. It's, uh, it's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Let me just uh, offer my uh, my gratitude for the sacrifice it takes for Scott Cohen to show up on a Tuesday morning after a three-day week, a three-day weekend, I should say, to grace us with uh, with his presence. Well, thanks for uh, noticing and pointing that out. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> Especially after getting disrespected by the two of you uh, um, about the Monday thing. What are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? We never well, disrespected I, yes, you. Yes, you did. When? I leave him out of this because I'm usually the guy that's supposed to do all this stuff and book you. <laughs> uh, so what it took, go ahead. What so it, Sunday so- night, uh, I was at the Hall & Oates concert, by the way, so I couldn't really... Uh, really answer you 
fully. It took me a while to get back to you. Oh, buddy, what, are you Casey and the Sunshine Band uh, was sold out, so sh- you had to go see Hall and Oates? Is that yeah, what happened? Pretty much. Uh, show tomorrow, yes. And I said, nope. And you said, good to know, thanks. <laughs> yeah, good to know. Did you- and then I said, Bax was supposed to tell you. Yeah. And then you said, no worries. And I go, good, because I made that up. I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't I wasn't sure that was going to be uh, on my because I would have t- had a, had we discussed it, yeah. I would have uh, I would have been happy to tell you not to show up. Well, it would have been nice if I would have known that. Well, you know what? Well, but you know, hey, listen, but being the being the seasoned professional that I am, yeah, you're I, a, you I, are a total team player. I looked out for the team, and I asked if I needed to be there. <laughs> Imagine if I came came down here and it was crickets. Yeah, I know. Boy, I would have had the red ass down. I actually would have uh, preferred you show up. That would have been good. That would have been good. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's talk about uh, like uh, like far less personal, hurtful stuff. Uh, the Patriots shut out the Detroit Lions like they should have. Yep. In, it, in my opinion, this is the greatest professional game of Bailey Zappi's career. It's... Yeah, what, he's got one. Yeah, he's only got one and three quarters. So this is uh, this is the outstanding. Oh yeah, one. This, is the, this is the big one. Um, yeah, it was kind of a. Um, it was a. You know, never mind him, which is a lot. It's it was a it was a back to the future game. When was the last time we saw them perform that way on on either side of the football? And listen, granted, it's not like they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs or the Green Bay Packers, although that the Packers, that's another story. Right, listen, we, I, we don't need to talk no, about I, that. I, I we're absolutely we're, we're need fixated to talk about on the Patriots. It. Okay. I mean, it is the Detroit Lions, but look, it, it you know, you, you you play the team that's in front of you, sh- uh, shut out by the defense. Uh, Zappi looked solid as a rock. Um, you know, he gets he gets an A+. Plus. L- love it. Now, now what do we do? Well, what happens now? <laughs> well, see, that was going to be my question. Brian Hoyer, let's say the Brian Hoyer, you know, you know Brian heals. Hoyer. Let's say he heals. He becomes the third string quarterback. Pretty I, much, I think. Of so. course, he does. But Mac Jones comes back. Who's the num? Who's the who's going to be the backup? Well, I hate to say it. Um, I'm sure they're going to say that uh, you know Mac Jones is their guy. But frankly, he hasn't played like Bailey Zappi has in a game in two thirds. Yeah. It's Zappi hour. Yeah, yeah, it's like Zippy. Yeah. The, yeah, it's Zappy the clown. Yeah, Zappy the pinhead. Yeah, Zappy the. But you know, but pinhead. you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's I like do. If if Mac comes back, or when Mac comes back, and if he's not playing 100, percent you know, you you're gonna have, you know, what they you know what they had with uh you know, in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, just they're just wanting the other guy to be playing. Sure. I don't know. I think um I think pragmatically that uh, obviously Mac Jones is their guy. You're not su- you're not supposed to lose your job because of an injury. But look what happened. You know, to Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. I mean, it's it's right there on on this team. I, you know, they've got their they have their their money and their future and everything else um, still invested in Mac Jones. Uh, you know, this is just going to be um, uh, an opportunity to they. Bailey Zappi has had his opportunity. He's proved that he's going to stick around. He is now a solid NFL backup quarterback. You can't Matt when Mac Jones is healthy enough to play, he's going to come back and be the Patriots quarterback. And you know, listen, he better keep his fingers crossed because he's going to have what you know nine games to right. to hold on to his his NFL future. Well, here's here's the thing that that I think everyone needs to keep in mind. This is the this stretch in the next couple of weeks. You get the Browns this weekend, then the Bears, the Jets, the Colts, 
and the Jets again. Mm-hmm. Now, I know the Jets are playing slightly better. They are. But they are still the Jets. They're still the Jets. And, you know, Chicago, not that great of a nope. team. And even the Browns are not uh, that awesome either. So give me that rundown again. Do you have it there? The Browns, the Bears. Win, win. The Jets. Possible win. Colts. Possible win. Jets again. Possible win. Then Vikings. Okay. That's, that could be a little that, bit tough. Yeah. And then you got the Bills and Cardinals. Now they, so those are two tough Let's just say the, game. the margin for error remains thin as the AFC's last place team. Hmm. I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, right, of course. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so uh, they can... <laughs> You're you're just a big fat. Phony. Yes, I no, am. no, he's yes, not. These, these these are spot on analysis. Yeah, that is it's true. I suppose. Uh, so you're you're looking at a possible five game win streak, possibly. And what are they now? Two and two and three. Two and three. Yeah. So they could be seven and three. Uh, they could be seven and three. Yeah. With, without you know any uh, big if they were if they win five in a row we'd be like yeah this is kind of what we thought would happen. It this there they've got an opportunity now to 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 make make yeah. or break their yeah. season. P- playing from ahead Sunday helped greatly against the Lions. Uh, that coach Dan Campbell said hit rock bottom. <laughs> now Patriots coaches simplified things with a heavy emphasis on the running game and play action passing, and the conservative approach was reflected in the zappy led attack, finishing three of nine on third down and zero of four in the red zone. Yeah, you see, it's really hard hard to argue with that. <laughs> It yeah. really is. It's the, you know, I'm talking to somebody the other night, and I said, you know, I don't know jack squat about these, uh, that's these late, sports things. That's the least surprising headline and, and this of the guy day. And this guy goes, really? Because you really do sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, that stupid bit is working. Man, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it is yeah. working. I know you want to talk about the uh, like the roughing the passer uh, stuff that happened uh, with uh, with Tampa yes. over the weekend. Tell, what's, what's your thought about this? All right, so uh, you know, go back a couple of weeks with Tua from uh, – um, from uh, the Miami. Miami Dolphin quarterback, he gets he gets hammered. Um, should be in you know went into concussion protocol. Came right out of it. They put him back on the field. Uh, huge criticism for that. And then the very next game, he gets hammered again, and he looks like that you know he lost control of his body. Yeah. And so you know, and the and the and the NFL is just getting creamed because of of their concussion protocol. So now all of a sudden, obviously, the guys, the people, the powers that be get in the room and they're like, We're the, this is making us look bad. So what do you do? You, like, you do like everybody else does. You all of a sudden overcompensate for everything. So on Sunday, Tom Brady gets, gets sacked. They call a roughing the passer call. And any reasonable football fan will look at that and go, that's, that's not just a clean sack. It's a clean sack. And so the, the automatic first down and they go and they, and they scored a touchdown and they ended up winning the game. So, you know, big, you know, so Twitter blows up about that. Now, last night with everybody watching the Monday night game, the same thing happened to Derek Carr. He got sacked and they threw a roughing the passer call. And you're just like, that's not a roughing the passer call. And and the and the, the social media world blows up again. So, you know, it's bad enough that they're they have to protect the quarterback at all costs. Right. You know, it's the whole thing, you know, no, uh, there no you know no buck rogers there's there's no money there's too much money invested in these guys they yeah. can't get hurt but 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 a, but a sack is a breakdown of offense a, a sack happens not necessarily to 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 cream a guy 
It's a defensive move. It's a defensive and, move. And, and you know, unless you're defining the difference between a sack and roughing the uh, roughing the passer, I don't I don't know how you separate the two. Those I, mean, I saw I didn't see the one from last night. I saw the one with uh, with Brady. The one the, the I, one last it, night was not uh, not even as bad as the way uh, Brady looked on. Well, Sunday. that's a sack. It's a sack. It's as simple as that. But I, so here, I'll let me take a page out of my buddy's If anybody uh, knows about sacks, here. it's Scott Cohen. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, says here, ready? All yes. right. Uh, in the rule book, Article 11, Roughing the Passer, Section B states, when tackling a passer who is in a defensive posture uh, in the process of throwing a pass, a defensive player must not unnecessarily or violently throw him down or land on top of him with all of the defender's weight. Now this is this is in the books, and technically, if you go by the letter of the law, both of those sacks were roughing the passer. But that's not the way they were calling them before the episode that happened with right. Tua a couple of weeks ago. So they've obviously they have obviously changed their perspective on calling these plays. But the thing is, they they haven't let everybody know that. Because, you know, coaches are like throwing their hands up in the air. What 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 are you talking about? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said. If they're going to change the way they call the play, they've got to let everybody know. And they obviously haven't done that. But they are calling that play differently now than they were at the beginning of the year. So let's uh, let's switch gears uh, over to uh, to baseball, baseball here. Because, uh, you know, with the, with the playoffs now and the divisional round about to be in today – uh, you know when I when I look at who is left, even even you're talking about like the, the the wild card round. To me, there's no real clear cut favorite. I mean, it's a pretty well matched bunch of series. Yeah, that's I well think. matched. Yep. I think. I mean, even even though the I mean the Yankees you know were had a great season. Okay. Well, I think we could. I think all of us could sit here and agree that the Yankees. Um, and I think they're going to win the series. But they, I think we can agree they are definitely beatable. Definitely beatable. And 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 I, you know, Cleveland is a is a solid team. I mean, Houston and Seattle are, are Seattle's the wild card. I mean, yeah. look what they did in the opening round. They could they could easily be the Cinderella story this year. The I think the Astros, you know, maybe pound for pound are the best team, you know, that's that's playing right now. Um San Diego ended up knocking the Mets off. They've got to play the Dodgers. That's a great rivalry. Yep. And then you know, and then the Braves and um, Phillies. Phillies. Yeah. I mean, that you know, I don't. I'm not going to pretend to know. Uh, you know, every, that, could, that could go either uh, way. That could just go either Maybe way. Maybe Atlanta has a slight edge over that, but, that's, I mean, but that's, they're close series. Yep. I mean, the thing is, it's like we get to see Aaron Judge play baseball some more. Uh, the Yankees aces, Garrett Cole, uh, He he's Yankees. Ha- if the Yankees have to win game number one, I think, to have a chance in that series because it's a best of five. It's short. Um, and there's afternoon baseball. There's four games today starting at one o'clock in the afternoon. And this is this is going to be a fun time of year. The, uh, the in my view from the couch earlier, I'll, I'll do this one after eight o'clock. It talked about how the uh, the Red Sox are not only raising their ticket prices up to anywhere up to almost two percent. It's already the highest uh, you know, ticket price in all of baseball. But one of the things they're doing to to not have you focused on that is they're going to uh, they're thinking about 
moving the start times from like uh, 10 past 7 to either 6.45 or 10 past 6. Oh. So that's a great way of uh, not making you feel so bad about paying 2% more for your ticket. Oh, you get to get home earlier. You get home earlier or yeah. you just get to get the rollover well, earlier. Well, you know what? I'm sure all the bar and restaurant owners around Fenway Park are going to be happy about that. That's going to cut into it cut into their bottom line. It just means you show up earlier. You need extra time to heal from all the scroogey you just got from the Red Sox for yeah. the tickets you just paid for. All right, and, and and here's another thing for you I read this morning. So uh, I wasn't aware of the, of the ticket prices being raised, but that's like sometimes the least surprising headline of the day. Read an article today. The Red Sox uh, are planning on Chris Sale being a big part of their 2023 <laughs> season. Yeah, a I guy who has missed 300 games on the disabled list since he signed that big contract. That just makes me feel like I'm going to get a really good night's sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should yes next next year is the year he puts it all together ridiculous oh that's that is a sad story and hey buddy uh go back to the green bay packers how bad does that do they and aaron Rodgers just suck right oh my now. god look at the time we're almost yeah. i can't do believe we, it's already seven twenty four. to talk about this all right let's put it this way no time to panic. Plenty of chances for them to put a four, first and second half together before the season ends. And I'll be here uh, next Monday unless I hear otherwise. <laughs> Scott Cohen, good to see you. It's 724 on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. 732 with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield or serviewlocksmith.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Chicopee police have arrested the driver involved in the pedestrian crash outside of the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill on Springfield Street Saturday night. According to Chicopee uh, Police's public information officer, Travis Odie, uh, the public information officer. Oh, the what's I can't, I don't want to, uh, Travis Odiorn. Odiorn. We'll figure it out. Whatever. Uh, The unidentified male driver remained on the scene after the collision. The driver was then transported to the police station where he was questioned and then later arrested. Uh, The officer added that there is still an active investigation, so exact charges have not been given at this time. However, he did did denounce rumors stating that it was a drag racing incident, saying that the evidence does not support those claims. All further questions have been directed to the Hamden County DA's office. Uh, They reached out to them and waiting to hear back at this time. There are plenty of updates about this story. Yesterday being Columbus Day, I bet you because the DA's office was closed, they probably don't uh, come out and and do those things. So uh, there you go. Uh, Crews responded to a car versus bicyclist crash on East Hampton Road in Northampton. According to Northampton Police, a call came in just after 6.30 Sunday evening reporting a bicyclist being hit by a car in the area of 80 East Hampton Road. The male bicyclist was transported to Cooley Dickinson with injuries. The car's driver stayed on the scene and was cooperating with the investigation, and the road was reopened a short time later. East Hampton Road was closed from South Street to the East Hampton Town Line. Uh, People were asked to find alternative routes. Don't go this way. Find an alternative. Something happened over here. We don't want to talk about it. Well, what? None ya. None ya what? None ya business. Here's an update on the trial for Wilbur <laughs> Pueho Mota, the Holyoke City Councilor who's facing felony charges in Rhode Island. He's been charged with child pornography as well as felony obstruction and forgery charges. A pretrial conference uh, will be held uh, today in the courthouse. He was uh, released on $20,000 bail on August 10th. 
He returned to the city council last week after a judge ruled that the council cannot dismiss him until he is convicted of a crime. Wilma! (laughs) Somebody's playing with pebbles. That means two things. <laughs> Somebody gave me that joke last week. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, my God. Uh, it's common uh, sight to see two or three bears together in western Massachusetts. However, over the weekend, a Westfield resident shared a video of five bears walking through the woods together. Five? Yeah. Yeah, you know, okay, usually it's it's just like the three. Yeah, you know, the one that's uh, where the bed is too hard, the bed is too soft, or the bed is just right. Yeah. I don't know what these other two, uh, these two stringalongs are uh, doing, but I don't know. I've, I've never seen bears in packs they're, of five. They're, they're the camera crew. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, whatever. Uh, video from Outdoor Camera shared with 22 News shows the sleuth of bears walking together in the woods in Westfield Saturday night. Sleuth? I guess that's what you call a pack of bears. I guess, you don't really call them a pack of bears. A group of bears together is apparently a sleuth. I had, uh, you know, what do you call a group of bears? And it is called a sloth. A sloth? How sloth. is it spelled? S-L-O-T-H. Okay. So 22 is wrong? They appear to be wrong. S L. E-U-T-H. That is a sleuth. That is someone who looks to find out what a group of bears would be called. That would be the work of a sleuth. A sloth would be a group of bears. A collective noun for bears is sloth. Sleuth, pack, and mall are other collective nouns for bears. So you could say sleuth. Yeah. It's acceptable, but sloth is really where you should go. Uh, Yeah, I guess sleuth is a... Sleuth is, is okay. Is okay. Sloth, sloth is really... would be better. Yes. Well, see, you learn something new from it. See, I knew I'd learn something from those uh, twenty-two news crew yeah. kids. So, I mean, I, they were they were not hey, completely guess, wrong. Guess what? Did you know? You know, a a group of bears is called a sleuth. It's crazy. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they got the they got these bears on video. What are they doing? They're just walking. They're doing bear stuff. They're walking. Uh, they're walking through the the woods. They're not stealing picnic baskets or no riding no. bicycles. No, it's do uh, they dance? Do you ever Captain Kangaroo? Or are you too young for Captain Kangaroo? Uh, I don't remember Captain Kangaroo. <sighs> Never wow. saw it. There was a uh, there was, was he- a there was a point in every show uh, in which uh, the captain would introduce the dancing bear, yeah. and the bear would dance. Hell of a dancer. This uh, this bear could cut rug like you wouldn't believe. He could cut bear rug. That means two things. That's right. Yeah. So uh, do yourself a favor. If you got some time on the YouTubes today, look up the dancing bear and Captain Kangaroo, and you tell me that's not a good tap dancing bear. All right. I like the uh, the Conan O'Brien's masturbating bear. Yeah, that's oh, that's fine. But you know, that's uh, frankly for those of us who prefer more wholesome entertainment, the masturbating yeah. bear is not uh, nearly as entertaining as the dancing bear. Well, a video from an outdoor camera shared with Twenty Two News shows the sleuth of bears walking together in the woods in Westfield Saturday night. The front bear appeared to be larger than the other four bears following. Who? Well, why don't you be a sleuth and tell us what that means? Yeah. That means that was probably the daddy bear. <laughs> and then the mom bear. I, I know. And then all these kids behind him. 
five bears. Five be- and and three of them are, are kids, right? Yeah. Think yeah. they're cubs. You had all the other bear moms going. Come on, you got to have another one. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, they they need to play with each other. Yogi had a vasectomy. Otherwise, they're going to be lonely. If, if you don't have another one, you think bears uh, have those parent conversations? Like I'm sure they do. do. I mean, they're in their own language. Well, what what was bear? What's bear language? What's that? I I I don't know. Other than you know, Yogi Bear, I've never heard him actually speak. Speaking of animals, police say a Vermont man was speeding when he crashed into a cow and died in a wreck. It happened on Route 105 Sunday morning around or Sunday evening around 10 p.m. near the Abbey Restaurant in Sheldon. Oh, I know exactly where that is. Uh, police say Jason St. Pierre of Enosburg was speeding in a luxury sedan when he hit a cow in the roadway. His 30-year-old passenger told police St. Pierre was driving more than 100 miles per hour when they crashed. All right, but he had the right of way. He did. If the cow hadn't just jumped out in the middle of the road like that, he would have seen him. Now, uh, how did the cow fare in this thing? The cow died, the cow and died. so did the man. Oh, a nurse rushed to help and uh, told 911 dispatchers that St. Pierre was dead at the scene. EMS crews attempted to revive St. Pierre when they arrived, but they were not successful. Uh, the cow died, and police are looking for the owner of the animal. What sort of uh, emergency life-saving procedures were performed on the cow? Or do we just naturally assume that the guy in the car going 100 miles an hour, he gets the CPR, but the cow just lies there? Yeah. And no one does a thing? Well, I'm sure somebody gave him uh, mouth to cow or cow to mouth or whatever. Right. You know? Mouth to utter. Mouth to utter. And then uh, finally, uh, you know, after a few minutes and they realize the cow's not coming back to life, the, you know, the sergeant on the scene goes, you're really milking that. He's dead. Milking. You see what I did? I, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's like a, a play on words. You know, I'm trying to be funny about it. Uh, but the tragic really story. F- it's a tragic story. The guy died. So did the cow. Right. But that's, you know, that's expensive beef. Ruined, yeah, probably. Look at that. Yeah, you can't, you can't sell that at market. No, you can't. Although, you could probably get a good discount on a ribeye. <sighs> did anyone teach this cow how to look both ways before crossing a street? You know, that's what I was thinking of just when I was reading that. Does anybody teach this cow, like, the proper... You look both ways before yeah. you cross. But, say, but here you are, stampeding across the highway. Ring your little bell so that people know you're coming. Oh, what, what are you doing? That's not a way to cross the street. And then, pow, all of a sudden some guy in a luxury vehicle mows you down because he's going 100 miles an hour. Uh, if the superintendent of your high school is crowd surfing in the student section during a football game, he's either the coolest superintendent of all time or he's completely drunk. I'm going to say he's completely drunk. Yeah, that's probably right. 48-year-old Jason Thompson uh, is the superintendent of the Baldwinsville School District in New York, and he was crowd surfing among the students in the bleachers last Friday night. Even better, there's video of this whole thing, too, right? <laughs> right after the game... Uh, Jason was pulled over by police for driving without a license plate and making a turn without signaling. They suspected he'd been drinking, and he was arrested for a DUI after failing a sobriety Uh, test. Turns out his blood alcohol content was nearly twice the legal limit. The president of the school board said that they they take stuff like this seriously, but they have no comment on Jason's future. I have a hard time imagining any local superintendents uh, crowd surfing. Just can't see it. Like Dan Warwick, he can't wouldn't uh, be doing that at a... No, no, can't. Like if he were at Oktoberfest, and I didn't see him there, but uh, if he were at Oktoberfest, crowd surfing would not have been... 
I can't see him stage diving in uh, a trailer trash and uh, and then you know being body Woo-hoo! surfing. Seven day weekend. No, this I don't see it. Well, that, uh, that Lynn Clark over in Chicopee, she was body surfing. Maybe in a different way. In a much different way. Smaller crowds. Wah, 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 wah. You're a uh, Pioneer Valley Fork. Smaller crowds, but you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Big doing. <laughs> Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 67. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 72. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 7.50 and the who. The backs of Nagel on Rock 102. 67 for a high and sunny today. It is 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Hockey is back in Springfield this Saturday. Hang out with the Rock 102 road crew of the Springfield Thunderbirds. Open up their 22-23 season at the Mass Mutual Center against the Bridgeport Islanders. The road crew will be there for the Community Bank pregame block party from 4 until 6 at Court Square. There'll be uh, games and prizes and fun for the whole family along with live music from Fever. It's uh, opening night at the Springfield Thunderbirds this Saturday night with Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready for some, uh, what do they call these? Benchmarks? Uh, yes, you can call them a benchmark. That's kind of like a like an inside terminology. Or you can call it something else. A skid mark, perhaps? You can call it that, too. I think it's more like a skid mark. I agree. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, do you know what today is? Tuesday? It is. It's also October 11th. Do you know what happened back in 1975 on this very day? <sighs> Do not. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! How about that? Saturday Night Live premiered on October 11th, 1975. Do you know why they say live from New York on Saturday night instead of it's Saturday Night Live? If I'm not mistaken, Howard Cosell was doing a show... Also called Saturday Night Live yes! on ABC. Yes. Is that am I right? Yes. Howard Cosell already had a show called Saturday Night Live, so SNL had to call theirs NBC Saturday Night. Until Howard Cosell's show was canceled. And then they could say, okay, now we can call it Saturday Night Live again. Now you know who the host was? Uh I believe it was George Carlin. It was George Carlin. Yeah. See? Yeah, there and you I, go. And I wasn't even alive then. 75 you weren't alive. No, can you imagine that? Jesus. I know. God. Uh, what were, were you born? Uh, 1978. 78? Yeah. I'm 12 years older than you? Isn't that crazy? Jesus. See, that's like that's how it is in my family. My sister is 12 years older than me. And then it's like uh, 12. There were uh, My mother was like pregnant for like a decade. <laughs> and, no, she had like my sisters are all very close in ages, three of them. Yeah. And they're they're like, what are you, fifty six? Yeah. So it's fifty six, fifty five, fifty four. Then my brother's fifty two. And then eight years later, oop. Somebody forgot to wrap it after the Jim Beam incident. Now look at you. The yeah. most successful of all of them. Hey, can you imagine that? <laughs> the most successful. Wow. See, I was I see I was the firstborn, so uh, so uh, they they intentionally had me. As opposed to, you know, a mistake that... Yeah, it was a mistake. I wish they could can imagine, erase. Can you imagine being the mistake? I'm the mistake. Yeah. But yeah, you are no mistake at all. There's no mistake in who you are. I don't know. You ever get like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy? It's really not <laughs> as good as the original. That's kind of like how I feel. 
<laughs> Clip number two. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in Hollywood Trash. Uh, Queen posted a teaser to a new song that will be out on Thursday. Previously unreleased uh, Queen with Freddie Mercury, the song is called Face It Alone. Uh, the song was recorded during sessions for Queen's 1989 album, The Miracle. Brian May says their engineers crafted parts together so the song could be saved. So he didn't, it's not the full song that he sang, but right. they took pieces of it and said, okay, well. We'll, well just- they, may, they may never have finished it. You remember like a couple of years ago when the Beatles anthologies came out? They're like three anthologies and they, they, they did two songs that were never completed, John Lennon songs. Right. It's kind of the same way, except the technology today, as opposed to when this happened, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, they can actually craft a song together that makes it sound like it was recorded just yesterday when, you know, he's been dead since the 80s, 89, 80, uh, 91, I think 91, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Hey, you interesting. Know, still bringing them back. Uh, you ever hear of the show Seinfeld? Who Seinfeld? Who's in that? Uh, I believe um, was that Gary Shandling show? No, I think it was Paul Reiser. That's what it was. <laughs> you know, after the last ten months, I think Paul Reiser would have been the top, <laughs> the top go getter. But no, the, the Seinfeld that uh, ran for nine seasons yeah. on NBC. Yeah, very popular. Uh, here's one of the scenes. Tuna on toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee. I always have tuna on toast. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. <laughs> I want the complete opposite of tuna on toast. Chicken salad on rye, <laughs> untoasted, with a side of potato salad and a cup of tea. <laughs> and that very recipe is in a brand new Seinfeld cookbook, oh, which came out today. J- just today is the day that they're releasing the, the, this book. Wow, so soon. Uh, it's uh, it's going to have uh, things like Rusty's Beefarino mm-hmm. and George's Tuna on Toast. What about a marble rye? They do have a marble rye. They a have babka? sh- babkas and shrimp eating etiquette. <laughs> hey, Costanza, the ocean called. They're running out of shrimp. <laughs> well, the jerks are called, and they're all out of you. Oh, you're their biggest seller. Oh, yeah? Well, I had sex with your wife. (laughs) His wife is in a coma. (laughs) (sighs) Good stuff. And a final clip here. A Colorado man was arrested for uh, stealing a fire truck. This might bring back a little bit of memories for you uh, working here at Rock 102. Sure. Uh, This guy said that he was only moving it because the firefighters asked him to. That was not true. Here is a Boulder Fire Rescue Public Information Officer. Officer Maya Washburn, her name is Washburn, and she's a firefighter. It's like an ice cream man named Cone. No kidding. Uh, talking about what happened when uh, Karel Kiefel allegedly stole the truck. The firefighters were able to re-engage the parking brake. The truck never went into drive. It was always in neutral. And so they re-engaged the parking brake and made sure that everything was safe. Now, tell, remind us the story about what <laughs> so, happened when Rock 102, we, had, we used to have a fire truck. Right. Yes, we used to have a fire. We used to have a fire truck, and it, it had a double clutch, and you had to hire somebody to drive it because none of us were right. capable of driving a double clutch. So that that was there was that. But then there was also the the story. We had someone on the road crew many many years ago. I think I'm mixing two. Stories. Yeah, it's two. It's yeah. two separate okay. stories. It was at the uh, the Taste of Springfield at Court Square, and he was trying to get the station van into Court Square to set up. Yeah. And the only way to get in would be to go down Court Street, but that was blocked off. 
So this guy figured, all right, well, I'll I'll move the uh, I'll move the horses to the side, and I will move this police cruiser out of the way because I can't get past either one of them. Which so, is always a good idea. Well, it's illegal to actually yeah. hop into a police cruiser and drive it, well, even if sh- it's just for five feet. Should they be leaving the keys with the car running? No, but yeah. but yet they do, and uh, this guy got into a whole world of trouble for uh, moving a police vehicle yeah. just to get the station van up a, up the street. See, Greg Bigda leaves his car running outside of a pizza place, and he gets uh, he gets all his back pay. Back yeah, but that him. wasn't the yeah. reason why he lost all that pay. Well, well I'm just there saying. were other reasons. Yeah, I'm just saying, if it's illegal for one, it should be illegal for all. <laughs> uh, and that is now here. This it is 7:58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Fox lose at game starting at 10 past 7. The Rockets 8-12 and Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 67. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 72. It is 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, I should have had music uh, queued up for this. Oh, that's right. I didn't even think oh, about that. Oh, man. Well, either way. Uh, so Sunday I go to, um, uh, I went to the Hall and Oates concert down in Mohegan Sun. Right. You know, um, it was it was a weird weekend uh, that happened. My my girlfriend wound up. We were going to go to the concert together with uh, her family and some of her friends. Oh yeah, I can't go for this. Was like this was like midway through the show they played this. They did. Yeah. Oh they, good. They sang Man Eater. That was their first one that they came. Oh, out that's with. a classic. Um, but there was something. My girlfriend was supposed to go on this trip, and then it was you know with her family and a couple of her friends, mm-hmm. and uh, she got sick. She got sick over the weekend. She got COVID. Well, I can't go for Which that. Sucks, right? So I hadn't seen her since you know, you know mid last week. Sure. So uh, I was in the clear, and uh, she's like, "Well, you're still gonna go, right?" And and uh, you said, "No, can do." I said, "I can't go for that. No, can't go for that." Um. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go." I mean, I paid for for the ticket, but then our other plans that we had, uh, you know, like we were gonna share a, a hotel room with her uh, with her brother and uh, and sister in law, right? And then I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do that." You know, it's like because I I've well, met, do you know them? I've met them. I, I had previous prior to this, I had met them. And uh, they're they're very nice people. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, but there's, the- there's something weird about that. Like, oh yeah, this this guy who's now solo on this trip is now going to share a room with a couple. I di- I didn't want to get that uh, that weird vibe from the hotel front desk guy. Oh going, yeah, hey, right. What's going on up in that room? It'd be like an orgy guy. So I, you'd I, have I, to change your whole you'd have to change your whole outfit. I'd your have whole to wardrobe, wear a mustache, and a bathrobe. Because <laughs> they man a lot. Yeah. Sniffing, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, I, I I did that, but I but but I went and met them for dinner uh, beforehand. Okay, uh, down down in down in Norwich. Great group of people. I, I I couldn't say enough nice things about them. They were very welcoming, and uh, you know we we had a good time. Well, they're all expecting things. all that swinger stuff. Well, they were, but isn't that kind of weird? Like that's like a good way to get to know somebody's family when you don't have the person there that you're kind of like representative of you. Yeah, it would be kind of interesting I mean? to have some alone time with the people that know your boyfriend or girlfriend the best. Was it, wasn't it Elaine's boyfriend that was taking the Seinfelds out to the... It was uh, Judge Reinhold who was yes. taking the, the Seinfelds out to all the, the different places in New York. and The, the, and the close the, talker. The, the Guggenheim. That's yeah, the close talker. <laughs> right. 
but no, it was it was it was it was actually a very fun time. To, you know, getting to know people uh, that I obviously yeah. have you know want to have a long-standing relationship. And did with. you spend a lot of time talking about your girlfriend behind her back? No, no, no. There, no, it wasn't like that at all. We actually felt really bad for her because she couldn't go to the show. She was looking really looking forward to it. Well, you, uh, know, well, you know why? Why? Because she's gone. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> you see what I just did there? That was another one they played later in the show, too. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's too bad. So anyway. We, so anyway, uh, you know, we, we go in, we, uh, and, and her, my girlfriend's brother-in-law kept, he kept asking, like, this question, like, what do you think Hall & Oates are doing right now? You know, like, they, you know, what what scenario? What do they do? And I'm like, well, maybe they're at the buffet at the uh, Mohegan yeah. Sun craft services table. Um, and we we get to the concert, and and the show starts right at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. There was no opening act. The show was over by nine o'clock. I, well, well Daryl Hall's got to get to bed early. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you know, most of the audience here needs to get to bed early. You know. <laughs> So we're we sit down for the show and they come out and they start singing. You know, they have this whole like montage of all the hits that they had, and it's like little clips of all the songs and showing how they've uh, they've evolved over the years. And right. Daryl was the, they had the Daryl was doing a performance with Cheap Trick uh, in that what's oh the Daryl's Daryl's place Daryl's place thing. Yeah. So they're showing little clips of that, and then all of a sudden you can see the band walking out, and then bam, you know. Daryl Hall and John Oates come out on stage. Everybody's going crazy and everything. There was something wrong with the video screen behind them. It was off. Yeah. It was like really slow. Like, it, you know, how when you have like TV issues where the audio is not matching up with the people talking. You got Oates trying to figure out how to fix the remote. It's like you know, input one, input well, two. You know, uh, so what happens is you can see Daryl Hall like the entire time on every song doing you know, waving his hand back and forth. Yeah. There's something wrong with his microphone. And it's it's basically just reverb the entire show. So, oh, yeah, okay. So you really didn't get, you know, the vocals as much as well as you probably could have if there wasn't a problem with this with the sound going on. And he kept at between each song, he was like trying to do like almost like a sound check. Yeah. And I'm like, did they not do this like earlier this afternoon? Well, like who does? They prom- they, I'm sure they did. But I'm thinking to myself, with well, these guys, the age they are, do they even bother showing up for the sound check, or is it like somebody knows them so well that we don't well, need to have them here to do this? I, th- I think, based on experience, they would yeah. know that the only way they're going to be satisfied with the way things are would be to to go there themselves, right? Yeah, and um, and and uh, it was it was kind of annoying. It was really annoying to to not be able to hear the the full. Band of the show when 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 you can't hear him the lead singer, yeah. that's a that's an issue. I remember years ago seeing Steely Dan down in Hartford, and you know Steely Dan didn't really play out very often. So you know, and they had just gotten back together, and so you know I was pretty excited to see Steely Dan. First five songs couldn't hear uh, Donald Fagan's voice at all. I mean, he just it, the the vocals were just like lost, and then finally somebody figures out what's going on and at that but you could tell he was just getting angrier and angrier he's already a pretty you know disgruntled guy anyway yeah but you know once it got fixed he was fine but it took a long time before that happened yeah so the the entire show and then they uh they end with uh i can't remember they ended with something and then they 
then they, they come back out for an encore and they play four more songs. They play Private Eyes, Kisses on My List, uh, mm-hmm. something else, and then they uh, they end with Make My Dream. Uh, you make my dreams come true. Oh, that's a good one. Right, but you can't. And there was feedback in the microphone during every single song. It was it was driving me nuts. Like, well, imagine if you're them. Yeah, you know, there. Listen, that's uh, that can't be easy. Yeah, and you then, know. And then as we're uh, as we're walking out of the venue, uh, her brother-in-law says to me, "What do you think uh, Hall and Oates are doing right now?" And I go, "I bet you Daryl's backstage crashing cymbals, being pissed at that <laughs> sound guy because he couldn't get the microphone right." It yeah. was it was kind of. I'm all about live music, and 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 for all intents and purposes, all those people uh, who are intense along with the poipuses, right? Um, <laughs> The the music was was phenomenal. Like you know, they had uh, Charles Dechant. Is that how you say? Is that him? He's the he's the saxophone uh, guy. I'll, I'll take your word for it. He's been with the band, you know, for since whenever. Uh, he's awesome. He 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 did a couple of solos. Then he's playing the flute. Then he's doing the keyboards. A, a pretty versatile guy. Wow. Uh, so you know, you got to see some pretty good performances. But man, the audio was just was just awful. Like yeah. as far as the vocals go, but that's too bad. I had uh, I had a little bit of my uh, my little uh, my little vape pen thing. That probably made the time go pretty easy. Well, you you know you want to enjoy the show more, and then I'm uh, I'm sitting there and I'm watching Daryl Hall uh, talk because he was talking during he, this thing, right? And I'm looking and I'm like, wow. And I was like, why is he so much higher above everybody else? <laughs> and then I realize. Oh, he's on the screen. <laughs> I thought he was like standing above the stage, like like it was levitating. No, like like they had. I'm like, why? What, what makes him so special that they elevated him to this high platform where he's talking down to everybody? He wasn't. He was just on the screen ah, above I the see. stage, and I was uh, You're too confused. high to know the difference. Yeah, I like to make really good first impressions on people. <laughs> Hey, we really liked your boyfriend, yeah. but he was high. Yeah, as he a was a high as a kite, man. Jeez. It's 821 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Football season is underway, and you can't wait to show your friends and relatives. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 829 and you too. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny with a high of 68 today. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 72. It's 41 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. This week, we got uh, we got loads of uh, stuff. You know, it, it, I love a good three-day weekend, but I hate when Tuesday is my Monday because I just assume today is Monday. I like a seven-day weekend. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah. But I always feel like I'm I'm like a day off. Well, we are a day off. I know, but, but, but as far as like... Like you feel like today should be Monday. Like today should be Monday. Well, uh, every day of the week has a feel. Tuesday has a feel. I feel Wednesdays. I think Thursday has a feel. <laughs> Thursday's got a feel. Yeah. Friday's definitely got a feel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tuesday as your Monday. I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I just yeah, it it kind of it kind of misses me up for the rest of the week. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's like like Thursday is trash day. Trash and recycling. Oh, trash is every day here at Rock One Hundred Two. I agree, mm-hmm. but I just you know it's like it I I forget on Thursday that it's Thursday, thinking it's so. Why don't you use your phone to set a reminder for you to put the trash out Wednesday night? Yeah, I don't really know how to do that. Or Thursday I mean, I, morning when you leave, because I, don't, I don't really want reminders of things that I don't really want to do. Like taking out the trash is not one of my top things. Oh, so it. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's just paint a picture here. of What's going on? You would rather. F- 
forget to do a task, piling yourself up with more trash for another week and saying, oh, yeah, I forgot it was Thursday because Monday threw me off with the holiday than it would be to just set a reminder on your phone saying, hey, dummy, take the trash out on Thursday morning. How did you find the keys to unlock what's in my head? But now you got now you got a garage full of trash. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's just, I'm not saying it makes any sense. It's just you know, sometimes it's to you know, kind of like lose track, huh. or will aggressively lose track. You know, I never really paid attention to you all these years, and now I'm finally starting to, and I'm not really liking what I'm seeing on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. I think the more you know, the the the, the more creepy it all seems. Maybe this isn't really working out the way we wanted it to, huh? I'm just saying. Steve, we've only had less than three weeks here. I know, I know. I'm just, <laughs> give it, give it I'm some just time. Saying, I'm just saying. Give it some time. Yeah. It's 832. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Patchy fog will give way to plenty of sunshine this morning. We have a beautiful day on the way. We'll hang on to the sunshine this afternoon with high temperatures in the middle and upper 60s. For tonight, mainly clear, chilly. Temperatures fall to around 40. For tomorrow, sunshine giving way to a few clouds mixing in during the afternoon. It'll become warm and breezy with highs in the lower 70s. Tomorrow night, a few clouds. Temps in the 40s to near 50. As we go into Thursday, we'll have a little sun in the morning, then lots of clouds. It'll become windy, warm with a high near 70. few showers during the day but some heavy rain late in the day into Thursday night with some gusty winds. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. Steve, Duncan's already ready for you to fall hard. So if fall is more of a mindset than an actual season, then it's time for you to get your fall refresh. Get a load of this. Grab a new blood orange Duncan refresher. Yeah. Blood orange oh. and cranberry flavors mixed with fall spices. I think I was supposed to say that. But you can say the next thing. It's the perfect fall refresh because you can never fall too hard, even if some would debate whether it's quite fall yet. Well, on October 11th, it would, be, uh, it would be fall. It is fall. We're kind of in the middle of it now. Nevertheless, America runs on Duncan. Price of participation may vary. It's a limited time offer and terms apply. I'm attorney John Haymond. As a motorcyclist, I find that fall riding is my absolute favorite. But remember that slick roads, wet leaves, and distracted drivers taking in the scenery are some of the challenges that we all face during this great season. With over 30 years experience protecting the rights of injured motorcyclists, Heyman Law Firm won't stop working until you're completely satisfied with our effort and results. If you go down, we'll pick you up. I'm John Heyman, and that's my promise. Call 1-800-HAYMOND. Kevin Pryor here from American Ladders to tell you about our truckload sale. Buy a 20-foot ladder, get $20 off. Buy a 40-foot ladder, get $40 off. American Ladders and Scaffolds. We take you higher. We take you higher. It's 8.34 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, his local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, uh, that kind of snuck up on me. Uh, it, it did for me, too. Pretty quick. Uh, gas prices are on the rise again. According to AAA, the long run of steady gas prices has come to an end. The price of the pump is back on the rise. Gas prices up $0.10 cents across the U.S., the national average slowly reapproaching $4 a gallon. Prices in the Commonwealth specifically have uh, also climbed $0.10 cents in the last week. However, it's still roughly $0.30 cents lower than the national average of $3.58. Mm. Uh, it makes me feel better. Yes, but it's still rising uh, for everybody. And uh, isn't it interesting how it rises just one month away from your midterm elections? You see what happened? what's going on here? This, is all, this winds up becoming political. And nobody wants that. Nobody likes that. 
Nobody agrees to that. Well, I'm sure there's somebody out there that likes it. Yeah, yeah if you own an oil company, you're, you're happy as can be. Well, I don't know about happy as can be owning an oil company. Well, I mean, listen, you're you're making hand over fist. Meanwhile, the average consumer slobs like me and you who need to, co- to, to, to buy costly gasoline just to get to work today to feed our families. Listen, you're an oil magnate. Uh, and and the price drops. Mm-hmm. You now have to light your cigars with flaming fifty dollar bills instead of flaming one hundred dollar bills. But it's temporary yeah. because, yeah, as you know, the price of commodities fluctuate all the time. Uh, an update on the trial for Wilma Pueblo Mota, the Holyoke City Councilor, who's facing uh, felony charges in Rhode Island. He's been charged with child pornography as well as felony obstruction and forgery charges. A pre-trial conference will be held today in the courthouse. He was released on $20,000 bail on August 10th. He uh, then returned to the city council last week after a judge ruled that the council cannot dismiss him until he is convicted of a crime. Yeah, but should he be serving in the meantime, or could he just take a leave of absence until that happens? He could probably just take a uh, leave of absence. Because, you know, as a as a voter, I might have a problem with his judgment. You know, ha- you know, handling the daily business of our of our town, right? But yes. legally, he's not convicted of a crime, so they have to keep him as an employee. Gotcha. Or as as, as know, a city council, city council, mm. which is technically an employee, but not, no, it's, a, it's not an, in a traditional it's, sense. It's an elected position, right? So, I mean, you are elected to that to that job, but you know, nevertheless, uh, if you're going to serve in a in a uh, political way. In some sort of political office, don't do that stuff. Wilma, who's been playing with Bam Bam? <laughs> hey, Fred. <laughs> hey, Fred. <laughs> you know, I, here's the here's the here's the horrible part about this. There's there's a horrible accusation against this man. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I don't like making fun of it in that sense because of the severity of the charges. Uh, he does, but I could really go dark with this and I'm not going to, because I think it would be really funny among us. Yeah. But, but it won't be among... nearly as funny as when you're collecting your unemployment right, check. Yeah. That's exactly where I'm going with that. Uh, a Middlebury, Connecticut dog rescue is pleading with the community after announcing it needs to close its doors until further notice. Brass city rescue Alliance announced on Facebook that due to medical circumstances among, uh, staff, it needs to close its doors until further notice. What? What does that mean? I bet you everybody's got COVID. Uh, That's probably what it is. The shelter's making an emergency plea for help. Every dog at the shelter needs to be adopted or in foster care within a month. The ideal situation, of course, is to get them adopted or put them in a very long-term foster, said Jennifer Humphrey with the Brass City Rescue Alliance. And how that works is you welcome the dog into your house just like it's yours. Take care of it. Work through everything because after two days, you you can't just go, oh, it's not working. That's the point. And we pay the bills. The shelter, uh, which has about a dozen dogs, is run entirely by volunteers. And Humphrey hopes it'll reopen once the staff can return. Where Where is this? Middlebury, Connecticut. Middlebury, Connecticut. So if you want to uh, you want to take in a dog, they'll pay for everything. Mm. Yeah, Okay. I heard a, a story that uh, the the Dakin uh, shelter yeah. in Leverett is shutting down, hmm. and uh, that's actually that was actually a very good shelter. They had great dogs up there, and you know if, if you if for whatever reason you know uh, T.J. O'Connor or or Dakin in Springfield didn't have what you were hoping to find, 
sometimes in Leverett wouldn't, you know, it's a, it's a long drive, but, you know, they had some great dogs up there. Yeah, Leverett's not that far. It's not really. I mean, people think, oh, i got to go in the Hilltowns. It's going to take forever to get there. Not, hey, not really. Hey, come on. I live out in the Hilltowns. I go there every day. Yeah. How far is Leverett from you? Uh, probably about uh, three hours. See, and that's like a blink of an eye, <laughs> yeah. really. That's like that guy that came over the house and tried to sell me those uh, those gutter guards. Yeah. I think it was Leaf Filter. Leaf Filter. And they send this, like... Uh, schmoozy sale. He wasn't even schmoozy. He was just a kid who really didn't understand what he was doing, and he was trying to make deals with a guy. And he was first. He tells me it's going to cost me five thousand dollars for my gutter guards, and then I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" And, and then, then he, then all of a sudden, he's like, "Well, uh, if we can put a sign in your yard that we did these, uh, we'll drop this to." Uh, it came down to like three thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, two thousand dollar sign. Oh, two thousand dollar uh, advertising. And then I'm thinking to myself, how much are these? Thi- how much are these things? And then people are telling me, you can get a whole set of these things for your house for like three hundred bucks and yeah. do them yourself. But I was trying to get somebody to do them for me. And I'm thinking, okay, even if I pay eight hundred bucks. At least somebody did it and did it right, and I didn't have to yeah, you know, but, spend a whole afternoon doing it. Five grand is excessive. Yeah, and then uh, and then he says, uh, then he says to me, um, "Oh yeah, well, actually we're we're doing a we're doing a job near your house on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We could do this whole thing for like nineteen hundred dollars." And I go, "Really? Where are you doing the job?" And he says, "Cheshire," and I'm like. Cheshire's like an hour from here. Like, I don't understand. I thought you meant like Blanford or Chester. Yeah. And I, because I said that, I said, Chester? And he goes, no, Cheshire. And I go, yeah, that's way far out yeah. there. Yeah. People don't know where their, where their maps are. Well, they just assume that it can't be that far away. No, I guess not. Uh, the Ludlow Police Department made 44 arrests, including 11 domestic assault related arrests within five weeks. Am I crazy or is that a lot of arrests? That's a lot of arrests. According to a news release uh, sent to 22 News from the Ludlow Police, officers were called to 1,954 calls for service from August 2nd, or, or I'm sorry, August 27th through October 5th. The police arrested 44 people, including summons and warrant arrests, 11 domestic assault related arrests, two mental health warrants, and four juvenile summons. Now, how it, I don't know if the, the story says this. But how many of these, uh, how many of these were like repeat offenders? Like they were called to the house like more than twice in the five weeks we're talking about. I don't know. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking down, I'm looking down the list of all the people arrested and they only give some of the names. So yeah, you're right. I don't know. It could be a multiple uh, arrest. Because I mean, this would suggest that that town is loaded with people who got a lot of problems. It may just be just a handful of people that keep getting calls all the time from their neighbors or whatever saying he's at it again. He won't stop yelling at her. And, uh, and they keep going. Maybe, you know, is it, is it that the town is just, you know, rife with people having domestic issues or is it just a handful that are throwing off the curve? You know, they may, 22 makes it sound like it's this, uh, this big giant growing problem over in Ludlow, but it's a busy town and it's, it's a major, uh, hub for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that live there for commuting purposes, you know, whether it be Boston or or, or Worcester or years, years and years ago, I I lived in an apartment. (laughs) It was actually a house and you know, we had the, the, the bottom floor and there was a couple that had the top floor and they did nothing but fight all the time yeah. and it was terrible it was and this guy was a 
a drunken jerk. There was no other way to describe yeah. him. He was just, he'd get belligerent, and all of a sudden there would be problems. Well, the thing is, the cops were showing up a couple times a week for this couple. Oftentimes, we would be the one calling the cops because you hear things being thrown and yeah. crashes. Like, you know, when situations are bad, they're not just happening once and that's it. You know, yeah. cops will tell you when they have a, a domestic issue, it's oftentimes in homes that they've been to many, many times. You know, I lived in an apartment and below yep. me, there was a this guy who, same situation, you could hear him... G- you could you could see it anytime I'd come home. I lived on the third floor, and he was on the second floor. And every time I'd come home, he'd be all, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, but he he'd be drinking at like noontime, right? Know? And then uh, she would come home from her job at night, and then all of a sudden you could hear them arguing back and forth. I called I called the cops like two or three times on them, and they finally arrested the guy. Yeah, eventually, this is going back like almost twenty years ago, but they finally arrested the guy. But he was a bastard, man. This it was like the guy I'm talking about. Yeah, I actually got him. Um, evicted because Ooh, look at you. he was out late and broke into our apartment instead of going to his own and passed out on our kitchen floor. Oh. And uh, I was working overnights at the time yeah. and said, I'm not getting up for this. I'm going to continue to sleep uh, sleep the day away. And when I woke up, it was like around noon. Yeah. He was still there, passed out on the floor, breathing. You know, he was alive, but, you know, passed out. I called the cops. And I called the landlord and said, how many times are you going to let this happen? Right. This, this guy is is, is a sucks, problem. Man. Yeah, it was terrible. It was a yeah. horror. And it was, it, the landlord was such a good guy, and the apartment was so freaking beautiful that this guy, just it, he just he ruined it. He absolutely ruined living there. Um, I'm looking at the, one of the people that were arrested. Uh, this is going back to September 16th in Ludlow. Mm-hmm. 7.15 uh, p.m., 47-year-old Edward Arse was arrested for drug possession. Arse? Yeah. I'm going to throw your arse in jail. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get drunk off your arse. It sounds like a, like an like an Irish cop. Yeah. Or I'm going to throw your arse in jail. <laughs> you think they saw those... All those, right, like, Clancy. Yeah. We've got the house surrounded. Do they not have stereotypical Irish cops anymore? <laughs> I don't know if they do. Yeah. What was it? Was it the one where Bugs Bunny was in the in the kitchen with the uh, the two criminals and, the, and he was well <laughs> He's uh, put the guy were, put the guys in the oven. Okay, uh, Clancy, uh, we had the place around. We got you coming out here now. <laughs> are they? Where are they? Well, if they were in the stove, would I uh, turn the gas on? <laughs> would I put this? Would I throw this match into the yeah, stove? I yeah, don't think so. Yeah. And then they all run out, going, "Please take us, take us, take us to jail, take us to jail." Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. <laughs> I love those old cartoons. Oh, they're great. Uh, the Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 68. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. 42 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 68 today, sunny and 72 tomorrow. It's 42 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. This Sunday, the Patriots head to Cleveland to take on the Browns. The pregame begins at 10 a.m., with kickoff scheduled for one, join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Hey, you know what's going on today? Uh, no. Armada's is moving into uh, Hamden Village's uh, Hamden's Village Food Mart today. Yeah, I, uh, today's I, the day. I heard that. Uh, you know, Gary, who was on that place forever, uh, his last day was uh, I think on Saturday, and he's retiring. And yeah. Armada's, who 
their plan is to rebuild in Longmeadow. Right. But they are they are now taking over the operations of the Hamden Mart of the, the of the Village Food Mart. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is the first day. Now I, I go there a, a lot to be honest. I'm like a regular over there, and uh, they're all real excited. Uh, not only the people who work at the Village Mart, but also Armadas. I think they're happy to to get to you know back in business. Yeah, I'll take a ride over there after the show. Yes, take a ride. Yeah, out the lovely Hamden. Absolutely. And good, then drive good. two hours back to my house. Yes, you should do it. Be good for you. I used to, I used to, that was my old stomping grounds there. I used to work at that gas station when it was a mobile station. The one across ago. the street? Yeah, the one right across the street. Right. Uh, we used to, you know, hang out. Oh, I know. I'd listen. Watch people pump gas. Good times. I'd say, hello, how are you? Welcome to mobile. You know, things like that. Oh, you worked there? I did. I, I was like you were cl- hanging out. No, no, no. I was a clerk. Wow. Well, we used to hang out, too. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, there wasn't much to do in Hamden on a Friday or Saturday night. You hang out at the gas station. Well, now you got to, you know, the, you got the plaza down the road. Well, that wasn't, I mean, it was there, but it wasn't uh, as hopping as it is now. Oh, now it's the the, the, the joint is jumping. I mean, you everything from G.O.'s to the Dunkin' Donuts to the discount liquor store to the to, to Reed's. Yeah, uh, you got everything over there. Yeah, you got everything you need over there. But th- this is going way back in the day. Probably a little bit before you know my time in Hamden. I'm sure. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in Hamden and was living in, you know, hot spots like uh, Forest Park. Oh or, yeah, or yeah, you know, yeah. East Longmeadow or Westfield or Westfield yeah. for that matter. So, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I'm 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 excited that they're you know they're they're in business still. So what happened to the people at the Village Food Mart then? So I mean, my my understanding is that you know everyone is keeping their job right um but it's just that they are going to man the family is going to manage the store they already have a lot of the same uh you know vendors yep that at armadas as they had at the at the uh, at the village mart and so it, it's going to be operationally not that much different for for people who go there yeah uh, one of the other things that i i miss about that plaza was the iron chef the uh Oh, in our, the Amadas Plaza in Longmeadow. That was a good place. It was awesome. And has anybody heard if they've gone anywhere I or done anything? Honestly, do not know. But that was, you know, no offense to any other uh, you, you know, Chinese restaurant in town. Uh, that was maybe one of the best ones in the area. Well, it had all kinds of Asian fare. It was sushi. It was uh, Chinese yeah, food. Great. It was all all kinds of different stuff. I'm always I'm always looking for better Chinese food. And I, I, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes you get the haves and the have-nots, like some are really good, some are not that, so good, but, you know, but, you know, when you find one that's outstanding, it's like, yeah. oh my God, thank God you're here. I, uh, I said this to you last week, I don't know, I don't think we talked about it on the air, but I had stopped at the Peacock over on Allen and Cooley Street. The, yeah, right. It, listen, it's hands down to me, some of the best Chinese food around. There's something about that place, the way they cook things or the mm-hmm. way they, you know, it's it's different than a lot of other places. And a lot of other places seem to be like the rush food. Yeah. And they, and it's not it's not like it doesn't, it, it's still kind of rushed food, I guess, if you will, in that sense of just deep frying things. Yeah. But there's something about the taste of it. It's just, they have these uh, uh, shrimp balls. Uh, they must be very tiny. But I don't really, there's not much shrimp in them. It's more pork. It's like a fried piece of pork. I think there must be shrimp like batter or something in it. Okay. They're golden fried shrimp balls. They're delicious. You like them? Yeah. I and like a good dumpling. I've been I've had dumplings on my mind lately. 
dumpling. Yeah, I love a good dumpling. Yeah, they make good dumplings there too. I the love pan a, fried dumplings. I love a good dumpling. Hey, maybe you and I should go out for lunch one of these days and use the company credit card. I think that would be an outstanding idea. Are you with me? Hell yes. I'm with you too. I, listen, Baxter needs a dumpling. Hey, uh, we need to. We need important business to discuss. Yeah, we have lots of planning to do. Can we borrow the company credit card? Yeah, please. <laughs> what do you got for guests this week? Uh, nothing. Well, we have lots, and we're all meeting yeah. them at yeah. a very important we're, business meeting at the Golden we, Peacock. Yeah, we can't make a decision on who's going to be on the show this week until we have delicious uh, golden fried shrimp balls in our bellies. Is it the Golden Peacock, or is it just the Peacock? I think it's just the Peacock. Now, the Golden Peacock, now, you know, now you're making me uh, wonder. We only got a couple of minutes here. Let's yeah, I know, because uh, a couple of years ago, my wife uh, said, hey, have you ever had the Golden Peacock? Yeah. I said, is that anything like the rusty trombone or the blumpkin? Okay. And she said, you're sick. Okay, it's Peacock. Peacock Chinese okay. in Springfield, All right. but there is a golden peacock uh, in Westfield. That uh, happened to me a couple of years ago. I was uh, I was over this way, and I said to the kids, "I'm like, hey, let's order Chinese food from this great place called the Peacock." And I googled it, found the number, placed the order, and I waited for about forty minutes because they it was a busy Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then I walk in there and I go, "Yes, I'm here for my order. My name is Steve." Cut right. Yeah, and then they're like, uh, "We don't have we don't have an order for Steve." And then they're look, looking up and down. And I'm like, oh, "This is the number I called." And then I call it back. It's the Golden Peacock out in, in Westfield. Westfield. So I had to draw. I was going that way anyway, but it was like I wouldn't have waited 40 no. minutes for the food over here. Oh, my God. Ah, shucks. And, and you're foiled food is- again. <laughs> it's 858 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game.